Hello, everyone, and thank you for accepting our gift. This taster reading from Eros, The Wisdom of Love, comes to you from the author of this Roman Aclay, Dr. Serena Gaia, also known as Serena and Erlini. Welcome to our network. In this second revisited edition in English, the book is available in various formats, and it is our wish that you enjoy it. Thank you. Eros, the wisdom of love. A. Ramon Clay, Dr. Serena Gaia, also known as Serena and Derlini. The happiest decade in your life. An introduction. Enter life. Can you make this the happiest decade in your life, Serena? I asked myself when I became more aware of the energetic flows that animate life on our planet, Gaia. And I ask this of you now, dear reader, as I reintroduce my life to you. At that time, I did promise myself that I would, and on my seventh decade, I can say I succeeded. Yes, this is the happiest decade in my life, and I hope for even happier decades to come. How did I do it? It's simple, and it's a form of art. And if I did it, so can you. As I send this book out into the world again, this is my, my most sincere wish. One simple way to turn your life into artwork is to write it into a narrative. It can be a memoir, a roman à clay, or a journal, or a diary. If you're a reader, you're also a potential writer. You can share your stories with friends, and you may even feel inclined to publish them. Narrating one's stories to others is a way of healing from the raw experience of living them. It's a meditation in action that helps to find the thread that creates coherence in our existence and its chaos. It's a simple way to create meaning to create meaning at the school of life. How can that be? You may ask. Reading this book for inspiration will lead you to your own answer. You'll notice, as I did, how my own protagonist Gaia's belief systems determine many outcomes in her life. As a young woman, she is controlled by her fear of dying in a monogamous relationship because she feels that's what happened to her mother. As she grows wiser, she turns this fear into courage. She explores expansive forms of love that are fluid and inclusive and explode out of bounds. Her existential crisis turns into an opportunity to go where few people dare to tread. She harvests on this experience when she realizes the unique gift it has become. That gift is now yours in this book. Revere it like magic, and it will do magic for you. Experience gratitude for all of life's gifts. When we are younger, 
It's all spontaneous and natural. As we grow wiser, that nature requires more of the cultivation of an art. It requires discipline, inspiration, awareness, stamina. For those brave enough to listen, life is the most valuable teacher. Be one of them. You'll come to appreciate the rewards. Thank you. Take Gaia, for example. As a younger woman who came of age in the free love era, she experiences the AIDS crisis as a loss of freedom. She feels lonely, depressed, abandoned. She becomes a sex-positive activist and finds her sacred tribe. In her wisdom years, she realizes this crisis has turned into an opportunity to revisit love as the ecology of life. Interpreting crises as opportunities to co-create new balances is a valuable art in the Anthropocene. This is the era of human beings, when life is seeking a new symbiotic balance between the world and the planet. With COVID-19 as the first worldwide message from planet Gaia that the time has come. As one experiences crisis this way, interpretations become more inspiring and agile. For example, in 2020, the newly founded School of Ecosexual Love has spawned the initiative, The Resilience of Love. This is inspiring others to generate their own happiness and thus support their own health and the competence of their immune system as they face the crisis. What's the lesson in this? It's the awareness that guides Gaia to organize her experience into the narrative you're about to read. For in the sex-positive movement, the preoccupation of protecting oneself and those we love became an opportunity to invest in our amorous lives. The entire world now has a chance to reinvent the arts of love as the new global ecology the planet needs. This is the good news in which we can delight. We can all become artists of love, and we can even be ambassadors of ecosexual love. This love inspires people to know and love the ecosystem called thyself, and to symbiotically expand that positive inner energy field to other beings. This intends to generate a new healthy and happy balance between the planet and the world. In her journeys, Gaia, the character, seeks the love that reaches beyond genders and numbers and orientations and ages and races and relationship status and origins and species and even biological realms. It's a love that embraces all of life as a partner with equal rights. Eventually, she finds out that the love she intuitively knew was possible is the love that today we know as ecosexual love. Turning crises into opportunities requires some magic. In her quest, Gaia, the character, experiences the arts of love as the tools that will reinvent and rediscover love. Love of the kind that will suit the swarm intelligence needs 
of a more amorously inclusive and sexually fluid planetary and human society. This is Gaia's way to invent the practices, the rituals, and the belief systems we need so as to align our experiences with the metabolism of the Earth. This lover, mother, hostess is the planet we are now blessed with, my character's namesake, Gaia. This magic requires the wisdom of allowing memory to distill the beauty and joy of all experience. Pentimento. Pentimento is an Italian word used in English to indicate how our memory changes as we distill our experience in time. Pentimento means both repentance and change of mind. It's a word from the visual arts and it was used by Lillian Hellman, one of my literary mothers, for one of her famous memoirs. I want to invoke that word as I go through this amazing experience of revisiting my memoir 13 years after its first publication, which was in English, and as I translated into the main language that I grew up in, Italian. Yes, the first edition of Eros in Italian is being released as we complete this one. What is the the repentance? What is the change of mind? These questions are in the back of my mind as I search for the inspiration to revive this narrative and expand its reach beyond Anglophone cultures. Here I will touch on the emotions, awareness, and courage this process brought about for me. Emotions surface more powerfully when the language is close to our heart. Awareness becomes more expanded as we open the heart chakra. Courage is stronger as we become capable of more love. My gratitude goes to my allied spirits that have moved me to live on a more energetic level, to detox from city life and find in nature a natural ally. Now I can sense the deep meaning of the locations that hosted my life. Central Italy was about coming into life. Intensity, tradition, beauty, art, drama. In a present that is dense with the past. California was all about exploration time. The imagination expands on a blank canvas. It was the dream of existence out of bounds. It was total elation and excitement. Tennessee was a time for confronting fears, for bringing up ghosts buried inside, for overcoming phobias. Puerto Rico was a time of peace and alliance with the sea as a partner and witness at all times, a time to elaborate, reflect, and produce the work that became the gift the world has received from my life so far. These are my matrias, They are the homelands that have hosted my life. Their energies have emanated the frequencies of its chapters and have come to fully embrace the sovereignty of the earth and the sacred feminine of its power. 
the earth is wise. And while translating the narrative of my wandering life, I've come to heal more deeply the female genealogies damaged by patrilineal cultures. When I was 13, I lost my mother to death, the ultimate recycling, and all the female line of ancestors and allies was lost with her. When my daughter was about that age, she lost me, her mother, to the new world. When I became older than my mother ever was, I realized I was powerful enough to direct energetic flows of life within me and around me. That's when I vowed to make every decade I'd still be around juicier and more fun and more adventurous and wiser than the previous ones. I wish this as a model for all women and men of my daughter's time and younger. You may, may you all come to appreciate your longevity and the wisdom it acquires. Advanced species evolve females that live beyond their fertile years. Scientifically, menopause is how life makes time for the wisdom and experience that needs to be passed on to others. The good news is that it can also be a blessed time of pleasure and health without the agonies of desire. In sharing this with everyone, I feel happiness for having come here. Sometimes I do wish I could live those early years with the wisdom of the present. And I appreciate the gift to share with those who come after, so they may absorb some, as I was blessed to do from my own literary mothers. Try it. It can happen for you. It's a matter of honoring our genealogies. My desire here is to create hope in a time when the shadows of the past seem to be returning with a vengeance, when in certain realms families and love are being confined within very narrow structures. What's the good news? New synergies are forming, and new ways of sharing resources are being invented and practiced at the same time. I envision this time as a prelude to the age of Gaia. A passage. In the age of Gaia, the sovereignty of our planet and her amorous way of presiding over life will be more widely honored and recognized. It will be a time when more awareness will be coming of how we all share this partner we love. The good news now is that at this time, many humans experience more openness to diverse practices of love. We are more aware of how our world impacts the planet and welcome more connections with non-human forms of life that can teach us more languages of love. Languages. Languages are very powerful. Languages unite and languages divide. They shape our perceptions and our inner wiring. They live inside us, often presiding over our inner conflicts and personalities. They have been cornerstones in my evolution and great gifts in my life. I feel grateful for my talents. As I reflect on my choice as a writer, 
to use English rather than, say, Italian or French for the story you're about to start, I become more aware of the connection between finding that luminous space given by genderless nouns and the Lacanian split inside that still organizes parts of the narrative you're about to start. For me, the genderless nouns of the English language created an awareness of the intermediate space between masculine and feminine. This space does not exist in Italian. As a kid, I did not know about it. My extended travels in the Anglophone world made it possible for me to discover this space inside me. It's a space that makes you feel that first of all, you exist as a human being, as a self-loving person, as a self-appreciating form of life. And then, if that's what you'd like, you also exist as a sexual element in a system of reproduction. Awareness of this space is so powerful that I've wanted to transfer it to our translation in Italian. The original writing in English sustains this luminous space for all nouns. In Italian, I've rendered it with a combination of circumlocutions, double articles, and asterisks that represent gender neutrality. Hopefully, this will allow Italian readers to experience that space themselves, or at least to become more aware of asymmetries that often go unnoticed while they emphasize the male line. As a member of the human family, I've learned that love is the ecology of life. In this memoir, I observe my voice, at times sound nostalgic of the lands, faces, gestures, foods known since childhood, while experiencing the new world's attraction as the promise of a culture where one can love the person, not the gender, where one is a person, a self, before being a gendered form of life. As I revisit these memories in a pandemental style, I can feel how this Lacanian split dissipates in the translation process. I hope my offer of a life narrative can inspire love, appreciation, and compassion for the complex person that I am now. Mistakes. So, what can I see through the pandemental that my memory changes as I distill my experience through time? Mistakes in interpretation are very powerful because they're not really mistakes, but rather ways to approach deeper truths more gradually. That's the essence that longevity acquires, and I wish the time for that joyous wisdom to come for everyone. If we stay in a space of love, mistakes are our most significant lessons from the school of life, and they can be fun. This book's narrative touches on my academic career, on my love activism, and on my evolving spirituality. They are interconnected, 
as I always saw the production of knowledge that research does as a form of activism to co-create the shared lives we desire. And that desire for a world more loving, more peaceful, and more balanced is the source of my spirituality. In my academic career, the pendimento comes from a mistake I made while on my first tenure-track job in Tennessee. When I lost it, I rationalized that it was because of being associated with a colleague in disgrace at the time. He felt offended by this, and he was right. My heart was too broken to really do the job as well as I would have liked to. For, as a woman, to get the job, I had been asked to give up my daughter, my partner, and Italy, my first matria. It was just too hard. In my love activism, the pendimento comes from overlooking the opportunities inside the AIDS crisis, when I became very passionate about AIDS science. AIDS was a big trauma for the whole planet. I don't think we fully recovered yet. There was, of course, a strong desire to deny it, present in me as in many others. And in hindsight, the, the, this crisis can be interpreted as the disaster that turned into the opportunities to resurrect the arts of love. Alternative medical perspectives evolved parallel to the holistic health movement that has expanded worldwide. While the establishment faced the situation in the ways that they knew how, gay communities were largely protected from fundamentalist attacks, and many in healthcare felt invited to consider the body's energetic aspects besides the material ones. Gradually, the connection between ecosystemic degradations and immune-related health problems was established, a connection which is largely confirmed by the COVID-19 crisis. This has opened spaces for holistic and shamanic health practices that evolved as they were reinvented and actualized from pre-modern and indigenous cultures. More awareness of love as medicine has evolved in sex-positive cultures, and that love was extended to the forces of nature with ecosexuality. Thanks to my spiritual evolution, these connections are present to me at this time. In that realm, the pendimento comes when I listen to the voice of my protagonist. She is angry, sad, cocky, arrogant, critical, dissatisfied, and often for reasons good enough. My wisdom now tells me that many of the disappointments and defeats she experienced were a direct result of early programming, which can go back several generations. At that time, negative expectations were set and were never removed. This allowed the heart-mind to amplify their chance to come to pass. The awareness of energetic frequencies, auric fields, and vibrations I have now tells me that what seems so out of reach could have been very close by with a different program in my mind and heart. 
In Pentimento, I see that being raised with very little touch has helped me to become the activist of loving touch that I am now. So in hindsight, I can feel all the joys, love, privileges, access, and luck that have blessed my life. And I am persuaded that we all did our best with the tools we had under the circumstances. Genres. I was trained as a literary critic, and as a Virgo, I can be a meticulous analyst. There is a quandary about the genre of this narrative. Is it a memoir, a romance, or other? A memoir is a narrative that focuses on one particular segment or aspect or a per- of a person's life. A romance or novel with a key is a life narrative where names are lightly disguised to protect people's privacy. Names are destinies and a correspondence with original names must be established. For mine, I was guided to Gaia. Serene, namely peaceful. Gaia, namely happy. The affinity was there. Choosing Gaia as a, que- as a key to my character eventually guided me to the theory of Gaia, which promises evolution if we all collaborate well enough. This could not be more appropriate for someone seeking forms of love that include everyone. So, the story you're about to embark is both a romance and a memoir. The memory is the pendimento distilled through time. The key is love for Gaia, our symbiotic planet. As a way to fulfill the pioneer karma I got from California, my second matria, I hope. May this life narrative sustain the belief of people with the courage to become wiser and happier through time. I love you. We are one.